faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Ronananian. So they found the salvage yard, I call it what it is, a junkyard engine. They put a junkyard engine in it. And that got rid of the catalytic converter code problem. That got rid of the overheat issue. The car doctor. They just dropped it off on Rick's front lawn and said it's over 30 days. It's now your car. It's your problem. Which, you know, I understand why this business has the has the issues that it has. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines, and uh, let's get going here. Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor at 855-560-9900. Here to take your calls, ready and well-rested after my sort of week off, staring yeah, it's across nice the... of you to grace us with your presence today. <laughs> well, you know, Tom, some of us are just more popular than others. Um, and, I, I listen, I couldn't say no. When the elves showed up, I just uh, I just, I just, just had to do my thing and keep going. It was just, uh, yeah, you yeah, know... Tony and I noticed. Yeah, you know, but, but, I, but, I mean, at least this time you left us something we could do. Well... And, and then, do you know about the phone calls we got about the tie-up on the uh, uh, the Northern Lights Parkway? Well, that, that was that was partly me. And uh, yeah, we know it was you and the derailing of the Polar Express when you uncloaked right in front of the train, and he didn't know what to do. Well, because we were coming, you know, we were coming down. We were, and it was, and we we were doing better than Mach eight. And you know, I said, Santa, oh look, there's a. It looks like a. It, it, there was an O'Reilly Auto Parts just down below us, and they had a clean mechanics restroom area there. And I said, Santa, you know, it's a little cold up here, and. and Boy, I'll tell you what, that thing really stops on a dime. It's amazing how well Santa slay the brakes in that thing or just like, pal. Speaking of, um, uh, you know, uh, disappearing acts. Yes. Where's Tony? Well, you see, Tony called me this morning and um, to tell me about the great place he has for the ball drop in Times Square. Are we supposed to go meet him? Well, no, it's tomorrow night. It's not tonight. Oh. He he made a mistake. So, so Tony's stuck in Times Square. He, he's standing there. He he decided to uh, you know he was gonna get he was gonna get dressed up so he's you know dressed up in a diaper standing in the middle of Times Square in this cold thinking it's tonight. What is he gonna? He's gonna be the first baby time like he wants to be, and he's right there in front of the building. It's like dude, dude, you got your days wrong. A, a, a six foot two baby time. I don't know if that's something I want to see. Standing Tony in a, a diaper, diaper is something yeah, I don't want yeah, to see. I don't see. want to see that in a diaper either. But you know, listen, a lot of people are going to be standing in diapers. On a serious note, I can't understand going to Times Square. I just I don't get oh, it. Oh, I know the, the amount of people. And, and what do you do? They, they, they unless you have friends and stuff with you, you can't hold your place in line. Right. The ball so. comes down and you go, okay, let's go home. I. I don't know. Yeah, if you're not a popsicle, good Listen, Lord, it's going to be 11 you know degrees. I thank everybody for going to Times Square. God bless them. They give us something to watch on New Year's Eve. So it's uh, they this make true. They, they make it entertaining. Um, a lot to talk about this week. A lot going on. we got a lot of catching up. I see the phones are already lit up. We've already got the backup. Um, real quick, I want to do welcome, though, WBAE, Portland, Maine. They are now part of the Car Doctor family. Welcome, guys. And and we have a, a second affiliate. Where are they? Yeah, yes. They're where? Where? Yes, Where? That's the station, W-A-R-E, where? If, if you tell me we're going to get a station who, then we're going to have a whole no, other no, no, conversation. No, 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 they're in Iowa. We oh. already have stations in Iowa. Do we have a station in Iowa? Yes. Where? No, that's in Massachusetts. That's our new affiliate. 
If we get a station, never mind. Because this could this could really go you know, on. I, I knew I knew we should have bought you a map for Christmas. Where it's just west of Springfield and just east of Worcester. It's about midway between. The where? That's right. W a r e. Yes. Can I go to the phones now? Real oldies, twelve fifty. Real oldies, twelve fifty. <laughs> just like you. Yeah. Well, that's right. I am a real oldie. Um, by the way, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Yes, I didn't have to see you last week. Well, thank you, and thank you, and you know what? And I was very nice to you. I gave you everything you wanted for Christmas, and I gave you a good general manager for the Giants. That's true. That's and, true. Um, this, this ought to be good. It yeah. should be a good season next year. I hope. You hope can't be much worse than this year. Well, it's always got to be a step up. So, have we talked about everything and anything not car related? Now, can we move on to what people tune into this radio show for? It's for cars. I thought I thought it was for our humor. No, nah, it's got, no. Listen, somebody once taught me a long time ago: never stray from your pure intent, and I try to do that every week um so without any further ado let's kick the garage doors open and go talk to troy in maine 2010 dodge ram troy thanks for letting thanks for putting up with the drivel and uh here at your service sir ron nini and the car doctor how can i help troy troy uh yeah. randomly shutting off it seems like after warm-up uh in cold temperatures say like 15 degrees or less okay uh it uh had been running a uh p030 Two code, uh, second cylinder misfire. Right, and you put spark plugs and, in uh, it. That that so, issue has been straightened out, and it was thought that the shutdown issue was shut uh, was figured out. Uh, but it ha- it's back to the dealer now for the third time in the last couple of weeks. Okay. They're trying to figure it out. It went, so it had a misfire issue, and the misfire issue was repaired, and then this problem came about. Right. When they fixed the misfire issue, it had a couple other problems, a water pump going bad, a couple of broken manifold bolts that they fixed. And uh, they sent me the truck back. Um, I finally got a cold morning, went to go to work. It went through like a warm-up mode and then shut down at the first stop sign I came to. Okay. But, but, But the shutdown didn't occur until the misfire problem was resolved. Right, which happened about a year ago. I've been running the truck almost a year with that misfire issue, and it did shut down on me a couple times last winter. And then after the cold went away, it stopped doing it. Okay. There is a known, and the reason I'm, I'm just, I just want to get this one out of the way. There is a known issue with, and it sounds crazy, but it's, 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 it's true to the wall. Uh, you know, incorrect spark plugs in that vehicle. All right, have a resistance issue, and they will cause the ASD, the automatic shutdown relay, to be engaged and turn the truck off. Just well, when it first started happening, it had the factory spark plugs in it. Okay, and then and then I did take it to a couple of my local mechanics before going to the dealer to try to figure out the misfire. And the first mechanic put new spark plugs in it, which didn't fix the misfire. So I don't know if those are the correct spark plugs that are in it now. Because but it also, has since been to the dealer. Also, ex- excessively gapped plugs will do the same thing. So, right. I- incorrect gapped plugs. Anything that changes the way the w- those plugs operate, there seems to be a lot of potential problems that they've got to be. And if, if if memory serves me correct, the correct plug should be a champion, and okay. and you know correctly gapped just just to eliminate it off the table. All right. Right. Okay. Right, because I've actually. Uh, we went up to them the second time, and they they thought it was the 
electronic key module, you know, because it actually doesn't take a key to start. It, it starts off the key fob. Right. And and they replaced that because I had to buy two new keys. It was kind of a pricey fix, which didn't fix the problem. Right. And now it's back up there. It's been up there for almost a week. I haven't heard from them yet, so I don't know. Have they been able to duplicate it? They had duplicated the problem. And actually, when they had the truck, when they uh, when they were starting the truck, they had no uh, no electronics, but the engine would start. No no lights, no radio, no heater. But that's never happened to me. So they they actually have had to do a different problem than I can get it to do. Ask them to consider this, and I hate to be the, you know, I hate it when I'm trying to fix a car and somebody sticks their bazoo in my business, but, you know. Ask, yeah, I'm just, I'm looking for some insight, you know, yeah. another opinion to make sure they're not trying to lead me down the wrong road. Right, yeah, no, I get it. And I'm, I'm, and I'm just trying to help everybody fix cars. I'm trying not to upset anybody's apple cart. Um, you know, ask them to consider doing um, an ATM test. All right. Right. An, an automatic, an automatic test of the actuator. The it, it's they go in with a scan tool, and you you actually cycle the automatic shutdown relay, and right. y, you know it will actually cycle it on, off, on, off, on on a, on a specific rhythmic count. And I've had it on Chrysler products where you'll do this test, and every once in a while, it stutters. It just misses a step. And you know right. it's a it's a bad shutdown relay, okay. That's the right. good that that's the good news. That test is pretty easy to do. The bad news is the ASD, the automatic shutdown relay, is part of the TIPM or the totally integrated power module. Right. They they actually mentioned that as it might be a pro. That might be when they yeah. did the key. They th- said that that module might be bad as well and talked me into doing the key fix. Right. So, yeah. but but that will that will help test that component. All right. Now, this only seems to happen when it's 15 degrees or less out for some yeah. weird reason. A lot of electronics. You know, hey, listen, Tom, yeah, was up, the, Tom, Tom, my engineer, was up in Watertown, New York this week. He was working on a radio station up there with a transmitter um, uh, at, at 32 below. Tom, tell the story yeah. real quick. You want to hear what yeah, happens to electronics 32 and gold? Below and at 32 below, big broadcast transmitters uh, in an unheated building don't like to work anymore. And it, right. it, it caused the radio transmitter to shut off. So cold and electronics don't get along at what level. It depends on a lot of factors and how the you know logic and the resistance value of that board is put together in a sense. Um, right. You know, I mean, if we want to take it outside the realm of, you know, looking for the hardcore problem, I still remember in my earliest days, one of the simplest problems I found for a stalling vehicle, cold, just like you're describing to me, was nothing more than a loose connection at the negative battery cable. It just right. it was a side terminal GM product on a suburban, a ninety six suburban as a matter of fact, I remember it way back when. And it just had the least little bit of, you know, get to the post and tightened it right up and the problem went away, it was gone. So and, and, and that's not to say in your case I wouldn't also be considering main engine grounds, you know, main computer grounds. I would be looking after it stalls when it restarts when it, and that's a good question. I should really ask you, Troy. When it when it restarts, how quick does it restart? Is it sometimes? Usually, when it, the first time it happens, sometimes it starts right back up and only runs for a few seconds and then shuts back down. Right. Then, if I go to try to restart it, it uh, it tries to it turns over, but it's not. It's acting like it's not getting any spark or fuel. Like that's shut down. In fact, those lights are on it when it, when I'm trying to start it on my mm-hmm. dash. I'd, I'd be and, uh, I'd be curious and, if if when it goes into that no start, 
if if we could just real quick, you know, um, listen to an injector, put a noid light on an injector, you know, pull a spark plug wire and just check for spark. What are we missing real quick? Uh, yeah. If, yeah. You know, just... Because after it sits for 10 or 15 minutes or more, it usually starts back up and then something, it seems like sometimes it, it'll run, you know, like... Yeah. I, yeah. I, the good news is I think you have a diagnosable problem. I just don't know how they're diagnosing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you're saying uh, ATM test and... ATM ATM test, an actuator test of the ASD relay, which should be located in the TIPM totally integrated power module on that vehicle. Right. All right. So an ATM test and an AS, ASDM, he said? Well, a, an ATM test of the ASD relay. Okay, okay. All right. Actuator, All right. actuator test mode and an actuator test of the ASD relay. Yeah, auto repair is all about you know abbreviations and uh, <laughs> shortcuts. We we, we call right. everything a specific term. So do that. Ask them to check that this week. Call me back next week. Let me know what happens. All right. Thanks a lot, Ron. You're very welcome, sir. Happy New Year, yeah. Ron and Annie, the yeah. Car Doctor. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. We're back right after this. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero gets you on the road to getting your car fixed with Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor. Now back to Ron. Hey, welcome back. Let's get over and talk to Arnold Benville. Benville is that Benville or Denville, New Jersey? Arnold, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. Hi, how are you? Good, sir. What's going on? Oh uh, well, uh, I've been listening to you for a while. I re- really appreciate everything, all your help. But there's a question that's been bothering me and my friends for a while about the cost of labor rate okay. uh, between different car makes uh, from the dealers. I understand the cost of parts varies from, you know, Audi to Subaru to Chevy, but uh, and even the time to do certain jobs. And that doesn't bother me, the cost of parts and the time. But la- as far as I'm, you know, I might be wrong, but labor is labor. You know, whether, you know, my son's Subaru, the labor rate at the dealer is like 110 an hour, and my Audi is $150 an hour, whether it's an A4 or, a, you know, an R8. So I don't understand where they come up with the, these high-end labor rates. Sure. Since, you know, labor is okay. labor. Um, you ever put a roof on your house? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What kind of roof do you have? Uh, the shingle roof. Yeah, just the regular asphalt shingle roof, right? Right. Um, yeah. You know, I've got an asphalt shingle roof on my house. It was, I, you know, a couple of years back, we put a roof on it, whatever it was, eight, nine, ten grand. And you know, I always think about that whenever I start talking about labor rates because the cost to put the roof on that asphalt shingle house is eight thousand dollars. The cost to put a copper roof on that same house is double that. And that's probably the comparison or the best comparison I'm going to give you because between the technology difference between the Subaru and the Audi is really the difference between the asphalt roof and the copper roof. It it, it really has to do with, you know, the technology involved and the skill set and the the training and the, the amount of, you know, equipment required to service each individual vehicle listen it i get it brakes look like brakes you know the brakes on the subaru right. are, are the same as the brakes on the audi to a certain degree they are all right but right. you know uh, since you said brakes we'll, we'll talk about brakes on, on on the majority of audis today 
the rear brake calipers are electronic, meaning that there's no parking brake. Do you have do you have electric parking brake in your Audi, Arnold? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the rear caliper on that is 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 an electric actuator that requires a scan tool to you know retract the piston, change the pad, expand the piston, and and do a reset. Now Subaru started doing that the last couple of years, but not at the same level as Audi, and you know they they, they sort of play catch up and they go back and forth. You know, car manufacturers look at your know, cost to run the shop, the skill set involved, the the level of technician necessary, just like that roofing company. All right, right. The, the guy that puts the copper roof on the house, or the or the the tin plate roof, or the 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 the, the stucco tile roof is a whole lot different technician than the guy that does you know the asphalt shingles. I'm not saying anybody's smarter or worse or you know better than the other, but it's a different skill set. Uh, you know, and that's that's really what it what what it's about. It's the cost of labor. I have a friend that actually works at a, at a local Audi dealer, and yeah. Michael send me pictures of of some of these Audis when they come apart. It's staggering. I'm 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 amazed that they can actually get the cars back together and 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 not have problems. And you know, right? It's, and it's you know, I yeah, you know, I understand that. But like, let's say an oil change, oil change. You know, at this Subaru dealer is like fifty bucks, right? And they charge oh two hundred two hundred and ten dollars for an oil change. Now, I understand, you know, that's a flat fee because you have to take off the body pad, the the, floor, the panels underneath the car. Yep. Yeah, and, you, and I've done it myself. You need two different, three different types of tools to remove it and the panels. But in general, you know, to do a simple job, it's still the time. I understand the training, but the Subaru guys have to be trained, and the Audi guys have to uh, have to be trained. Right, but the Audi guys are working on a copper tin roof, whereas the, whereas the Subaru guys are really more asphalt shingle. It's it's more okay. common. I'll tell you what, Arnold, don't run away. I, I'd love to okay. continue this conversation. Let me pull over and take this pause, and we'll pick it up right here where we left off. I'm Ron and Andy in the Car Doctor eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. We're coming back right after this. Don't go away. Five six zero nine nine zero zero. Get you in touch with Ron Anini and the Car Doctor. Here's Ron. Arnold, are you still there, sir? Uh, yes, I am. So you know, I was thinking about it, and I think some of it comes down to the, the the tin roof and the asphalt roof concept, and a lot of it has to do with the technology. A lot of it has to right. do with maybe some of the repair procedures. You know, but I also think I guess I have to also admit that some of it probably has to do with marketing. Uh, you know, do you go to the movies? Oh yeah. Do you use Fandango? Uh, no, I don't. I go uh, online and buy directly from the movie theater. Okay. So, you know, some people will do Fandango. Some people will buy directly online. Some people will just, you know, get in line at the theater and, right. you know, hope they get the seats. It's a lifestyle, right? And that's what cars are today, right. too. You know, why did you buy an Audi and not something else? Why? Uh, because I enjoy the, uh, well, I enjoy the technology and how it drives. Right. Did you, did you look at anything else? Did you go drive a Ford, for example? 
Uh, no, I, this was this is my fourth Audi, so okay. I've been pretty so, much an Audi. Yeah, person. and you know, you're that's your lifestyle, and nothing wrong with Ford. I think Ford makes a great car. I've got a lot of family members in Fords. I, you know, me personally. I wouldn't buy or drive an Audi because I think it's an expensive car to maintain. Hence your question, right? right. Um, you know, it's it's just not my lifestyle, and that's okay. I, I think what you've got to consider, all right, is you have you're 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 you're, you're living a premium lifestyle, and that's great. You know what, Zygazun, God bless Arnold. I'm I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying it. You know, life's too short, right, brother? Um, that's it's, for sure. It's it's you know it's yeah you know is it worth the hundred and fifty an hour? I'll tell you what. I'm going to have to try and get some permission from my friend Mike. He sent me some pictures. He's got one of an Audi, a, a two-year-old Audi. They're repairing the wiring harness on. They've got the engine and the trans out of the car. They've got the front fenders off the car. They're, they're, I'm like, how can this be? And he said, Ron, we get into such problems. The technology is just so right. deeply embedded that it's, it's – and, and, you know, and, and that's an issue. Um, do you ever, do you ever th- look at and consider why some independent repair shops, what, what their labor rates are and why are they different oh, amongst themselves? I, I, that was my next uh, thing I was going to say. I have an old Porsche that I go to an independent shop, but he also fixes new Porsches. And he has to spend $20,000 for the Porsche computer Yep. Yeah. and all the software updates. But his labor rate, I mean, Porsche labor rate is $175 an hour at the dealer. And he charges 110 right. an hour. Right. And but, you, know, you know he doesn't have the overhead. Right. Well, and that's and, and that's the other side of this. That's the overhead. You know, I get a little nervous when I I'll go out and I'll pick up parts, and then I get it. Some people again, we're back to that lifestyle experience, right? There's a there's a couple of Toyota dealers local to us that you know I'll, I'll go in for parts once in a while. I can't get it from my other guy, and I've got to run up the road and. I mean, it's a mausoleum. It's marble floors. It's it's white right. tile. It's it's you know it's chandelier ceilings. And I'm going. Am I in a parts department or am I in the Waldorf? Where 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 the heck am I? Right. Uh, you know who's paying for this? Who's paying for the 38 chocolate chip cookies that are kept warm? You know, in in the customer <laughs> service, somebody's got to pay for that. You know, right. and we're, we're we're back to it's a lifestyle thing. All right? right, and and you know the the biggest problem. And I probably won't see it in, in my lifetime, my career, but I think the biggest problem that's really facing the transportation sector is, you know, who's going to fix the cars 20 years from now? Because when the independents are pushed out by technology that I, I think to a degree will happen at a higher level than it is now as we watch them fall, you know, the, the dealer now will have that ability to go, is 150 enough? You know what? Maybe it's right. 200. Maybe it's 250. and. Um, and, but uh, you know. it's also regional too, because I have friends in other states, and the same you know an Audi there is like one hundred twenty dollars an hour labor. Right, and I can answer that question: cost of living. Right, I know. Yeah, you're, you're you know welcome to New Jersey, the highest property tax state, and one of the highest property tax states in in in, in the in the country. Yeah. Um, of course, we'll see what the we'll see what the Republican tax bill does. Is yeah. it, maybe people in Trenton will wake up and say, "Hey, we got to lower property taxes." People are screaming, um, but I can't talk about that. That makes it a political show, and you know, in, in homage to the great right. Bob Grant, I don't want to go there. So, um, to sum know, up, it's basically lifestyle and technology, the level of technology that the cars have. I, I think it's lifestyle. I think it's technology, and I think it's overhead. I think those are the. I okay. think those are the three factors that are that are you know. So you know, listen, you, you can be proud, right? You're you're driving a copper tin roof car. 
you know, it's, it's you know, it's you can when you drive down the street, you'll you know the the chrome will, sh- will shine a little bit more, the paint will have a little bit more luster to it. Arnold, you're living the good life. You didn't know it. No, I, thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> All right, and every time you get in that Audi, you'll always you'll always think of that, brother. You'll always say, "Hey, I've got the good life here." It's, you know, it's it's it is what it is. And I'll and I'll tell you this, and and I say this in all sincerity, that Audi, that Audi needs to be fixed at the dealer, or you need to find somebody blonde hair, blue eyes that speaks German that can, you know, as yeah. an independent, that's yeah. that is a very specific automobile, and they're well, getting they're getting yeah, more and more back to the dealer because of that technology that's in there. Yeah. $2,000 front brake job just for the front brakes. Yeah. It's – how's that lifestyle thing going for you? you know? Well, it hurts. It doesn't matter. It's still 2000 You know, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a real quick story. When, when, when I first started dating my wife, my late father-in-law had a Maserati Mirac. All right? This oh, is, and this, a nice car. This is, this is the mid-'70s, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, and I was that – I was that – jerky teenage kid in the black leather jacket and the Frank Zappa boots and, you know, just, just learning how to fix cars. This is 40 years ago, for crying out loud. And I showed up for our Saturday night date, you know, and he's in the garage and he's trying to start it and it doesn't start. And there's, it's a beautiful, it's a yellow Maserati. It is, you know, it looks like it's doing 200 miles an hour in the, in the driveway. It's one of those deals, right? Right. And yep. it, it just won't run. And he had just had it serviced, and I'll never forget this. This was 1979. 1980, 1979 or so, and he had just had it serviced, spent close to $800, you know, the traditional tune-up, and had it washed. Right. All right. In 1979, that was a lot of money, 800 bucks. okay? Yeah, it, um, it was. And, and it wouldn't start. So, I, you know, again, back to basics, I, I listened to it, and I said, gee, it, it sounds like it's not getting spark. And he said, well, they washed it, and a Maserati Mirac, the engine's in the back, and the distributor cap's exposed. And I said, let's take the distributor cap off. Um, this is around the moment my wife came out, and she said, I'm ready to go. And he said, get back in the house. We're fixing the Maserati. So, <laughs> I, you know, and I went, oh, boy, this I better be right, because uh, he was a big guy. He was six foot two, 220. He was, you know, hmm. So we um, took the distributor cap off. It was soaked in water, wiped out the cap, put it back together started the car up for room want to go for a ride yeah 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 let's go right we get in the car we go up route 208 and this was 40 years ago and he's gone so we can't get arrested we're doing 105 going up route 208 north through north jersey wow. third gear and he looks over at me and he goes what do you think go 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 you know it's it was, right. it was a lifestyle thing all right and I, and i never forgot the exhilaration of that ride but I remember asking him, I said, what are you going to do if you get pulled over? He says, I'm going to pay the ticket because that's what I signed up for. Arnold, that's what you signed up for. You're, yeah. dri- you're driving an Audi. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome, sir. You have a happy new year, and uh, thanks for being you part too. of the Car Doctor family. You're very welcome. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's coming back right after this. Don't call us. That's right. If you call and we're not live, you can leave a message and we'll call you back to get you on the air with Ron. 855-560-9900. Speaking of Ron, here he is. You know, Tom, it's it's funny that last caller really joggled my memory. I'm thinking about. I know we were talking during the break. It's yeah, funny stories. I, I mean, we were doing 105 in the fog because it was just and it wasn't a to the ground fog, but it was just like about three feet off the ground. The fog is rolling off the front of that windshield. I'm, I'm visiting that in my mind now like it was yesterday, and that thing was just idling at 105 miles an hour third gear, and he said, I got three more to go or 
two more to go. What do you? Th- oh my God! Yeah, go. We got up to nobody's listening, right? We had it up to about 128, and I said, okay, you know, it's. And then we kind of backed it off because we were starting to run into traffic. But that thing just. That was a 200 mile an hour. That was probably the 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 first time I was ever in a 200 mile an hour plus car. Oh, um, and and you know the nice thing was you said it was a yellow car, which is good in the fog. At least you'd see something coming at you. <laughs> I mean, it was a blur. I remember he, we we you know we were talking about the features, and again, it's it it, it trickled some memories in me. Um, you know, a Maserati Mirac, a '74 Maserati Mirac, had two horns in it. Two horns? Yeah, it had a it had a low pitch, and then it had a beep beep, and and I asked him why. Dad, why? Well, he said because when you when you're in traffic and somebody cuts you off and you want to get them out of the way, you do that beep beep. But when you go pick up your buddy to go fishing on Sunday morning and you don't want to wake up the family, you go boop boop, and you know he hears the boop boop and he knows to come out. And I, I mean, you know, that's cool. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> it was a goofy thing, but that just stuck with me. Forty five years later, um, you know, or however long it's been, I just like wow. But that was yeah, he was. You know that was that was quite the car, but I never forgot that. He goes, "You're living a lifestyle, and that's that's where it comes from, and that's and that's what cars are. Cars are a lifestyle, and we don't realize that. You know, one of the things I could have talked to Arnold about isn't something to bring up. You know, go get a Kia fixed. Why is it so cheap to get a Kia fixed? It's a cheap car, all right, or it's a cheaper car. It's a less expensive car, not a worse car. It's a cheaper car. There's less technology in it. Eddie Goitis, Goitis Capital, wrote an email, and I, I have to warn everybody. Eddie's a little biased. He's a customer of the shop, and he listens to the show every week, and I love Eddie to death, but he's right. I think he's right here. You can just take out the part about RA Automotive and slash in a, a, just a good independent mechanic. Eddie writes, he says, ask him if you need a heart procedure done or all surgeons the same. Is a rookie surgeon out of med school the same as a surgeon with 20 years experience and a very low death complication rate? Same as a mechanic. An older, more experienced, competent one is worth more than a rookie. One who has less cars coming back after a job is done the first time. Driving that 3,000-pound weapon down the road and attention to detail at R.A. Auto, thanks, Eddie, versus a lube and grease place, that R.A. Auto mechanic is worth multiple multiples per hour more for the same exact job. And then he goes on to point out that's why I have 25 cars in my parking lot waiting to get in, which I – but, you know, Eddie Goitis, Goitis Capital, Eddie's – and he's right. I never thought of it like that. It's, it's, it's lifestyle. It's value of the technician. It's, it's, and and I've got to tell you, all right. Um, you know, it's it's getting harder for the dealers to find technicians because the technology they're out there on the curve. All right. The, 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 well, I mean, it's the same thing with me. When you know, pe- people, I'll show up at a radio station and they'll sit there and go, wait, 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 wait. You're going to charge how much? It's like, well, first of all, understand, I'm from the New York area. Second of all, understand, I spent 20 years at a New York, New York City radio station, number one market in the country. Right. You're, you're, pay, you know, you're getting what you pay for. Right. Been there, done that. And <laughs> that experience level, um, and that experience level has to count for something. Um, one of the things I always say about dealer techs, and they have it a lot tougher than everybody realizes and gives them credit for, is because they're out there on the cutting edge of technology. By the time it trickles down to people you know, at the independent shop level, it's been filtered a couple times. It's been corrected. We've seen the problem. The problem has repeated itself. It's got some veracity. It's got some, you know, it's, it's in the pattern failure database, so to speak. Um, you know, and it's just it's just that gosh darn important. Let me pull over and take a pause, and then we'll jump and we'll grab this call um, uh, afterwards. Does that make sense, Tom? Good deal. I'm running Annie in the car, Doctor. We'll be back right after this. Welcome 
Welcome back. We're on the end of the Car Doctor, 855-560-9900 is the 24-7 Car Doctor phone number. Let's get over and talk to Bill in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Bill, thanks for waiting. We appreciate your patience, sir. How can I help? Bill? Did Bill fall asleep? I think we've had, we kept Bill there too long. Bill? Rats, Bill's gone. Let me do this email while we're trying to find Bill. Ron, is Gary in West Hartford. I've got a 2008 Acura, and the battery goes dead, or the battery was going dead, and I'm not quite sure how to fix it. I had it taken to I had it I had it taken to my local garage, and they replaced the battery. Here's the interesting part because it's not just a dead battery story. The interesting part is that the battery that was put in the car was a AAA battery that was just two years old. When I started looking around and talking about it to my friends, several of them commented that they've had similar situations. What are your thoughts, Gary West Hartford, Connecticut? You know, Gary, it's it's a funny story, but well, it's not funny in that sense. It's not funny like Yellow Maserati Marac at 105, but it's 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 funny in the sense that. And again, you know, it's things I hear behind the scenes, uh, you know, off the cuff that, yeah, I, I hear things that AAA is buying. They're using fresh batteries, but they're older. There may be batteries because batteries are rotated out of stock of repair shops. And the batteries are, um, you know, maybe it's it's got to be rotated every three to four months. And maybe AAA is buying that four-month-old battery instead of that one-month-old battery. And it seems like AAA batteries of late, from what I'm reading, are failing at a slightly higher rate than others, and I believe it has something to do with age. So I, you know, I'm not so thrilled when somebody says, "Hey, I had a AAA battery installed," because my first question is, "Yeah, check the date code. How old is that battery really?" So this may not be such an un, un, uh, unheard of experience, but uh, I'm glad the vehicle is fixed. And uh, thanks for being a member of the Car Doctor family. I understand we found Bill. Bill is there. Bill, are you there? I'm here. Oh, there you go, sir. See what technology is? We um we, we, we got to talking so much we put you to sleep. We're sorry. Um, <laughs> how can I help you today? I got a couple of minutes here. Okay. Okay, I got a question about having a vehicle alignment done. Okay. Should you get a two wheel alignment, i.e. front end alignment, or four wheel? For years I've done four wheel alignment, but I got in the discussion with my daughter recently and she said, Oh, she's got some friends that grew up around cars. And they said, no, you only need to have the two wheels that are the drive wheels of the car aligned. Okay. The other two don't matter. So, I don't think that's correct. I don't think that's correct either. So ask ask your daughter to ask her friends, um, not so much the drive wheels, but let's say the front wheels are perfectly in line, but one of the rear wheels is towed in. Ask them what's that going to do to the alignment and the tire wear and the handling characteristic of the vehicle. All right? Well, I agree, and that's what I've always thought. Right. And also, does it make a difference between, say, a pickup truck or an SUV or a regular sedan? Well, They're all the same classification, so to speak? To me, to me, you're going to do a four-wheel alignment. You're going to put the heads on all four wheels anyway because a lot of the machines need all four heads there anyhow. All right, it's it's just part of the process today. You know, it's not it's not 1978 where we can do two wheel alignments. I think two wheel alignments are for people that are living in the past and are not aware of the technology. There's that word again of what the cars are today. Uh, Four wheel alignments are a necessary evil, especially going forward on newer cars with steering angle sensors and all the technology that's built into them. But um, go back to your daughter's friends. Ask them that question. Call me back. Let me know what their responses are. Have them call me because I'm Ron Annie and the Car Doctor reminding you good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. 